Glad to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. We talk to her at least once a month. It's Dr. Uh, Katie Kuhlman, clinical psychologist. Katie, how are you? Good to see you. I'm wonderful, Pags. How are you? Well, you are wonderful. I'm not going to disagree with you. So here we are leading up to today. Today is the election. We have heard about the midterms since November 4th of 2020. We couldn't wait for the midterms. Everything was going to change. The, these guys are bad. Those guys are good. We have to vote for the good guys over the bad guys unless the bad guys are a little bit worse than the good the, the whole thing gets very confusing, and I do this for a living. What does the, the regular American think about finally getting to today and moving on? Well, I mean, I think a lot of people are going to be really happy to stop getting text messages yes. uh, <laughs> 12 times a day. Right. Um, I know I will. Um, and phone calls from numbers that I don't recognize. I think that there's certainly a lot of people that are just excited for this to be over. But it, it brings up so much anxiety in people. And even if you're not somebody who's really into the election, you know somebody who is kind of freaking out about it. Yeah. And that rubs off. Like, I think that anxiety is oftentimes contagious. And so I think a lot of people are looking forward to this being done. You know, the reality is, is that there's going to be a, a large portion of the country that's not going to be happy with the way that this turns out. Um, and then that's, there's going to be to be some, you know, just emotional cleanup um, on that side as well. Well, you know, it brings me back to 2016. And I don't want to harp on it too much, but when Trump wins, the left, I mean, they didn't just say, oh, man, that sucks. My, my, my person didn't win in Hillary Clinton. They were screaming and crying and howling like wolves and putting on pink caps and marching in Washington, the whole thing. It's like that side of the world just freaked the hell out. Are we likely to see something like that after today or no? God, I hope not. Um, but it kind of sometimes I feel like it depends on like kind of what your what side you're on. Yeah. And maybe I'm just a little bit more rational than most people. But you know, here's the deal, right? I live in Arizona, and um, if Carrie Lake and Blake Masters and and Abe and Mark and all those guys don't win, I'm still going to show up at work tomorrow and do my job because um, the job that I have to do is is more important than my hurt feelings. Yeah. Um, obviously, I hope that's not the case, but that that's what we saw after 2016, right? Like I remember my husband at the time he worked at a tech company and there were so many people that called in because they just like emotionally couldn't handle it. Right. And I just hope that whatever happens, that people recognize that they're bigger than the results of an election and that their ability to contribute to society is, is far more important in moving the country forward than any candidate that wins or doesn't win. DrKuhlman.com is the website. It's K-U-H-L-M-A-N. It's uh, Catherine Kuhlman, clinical psychologist. Let's go there a bit. So is there a difference between how different sides react? You and I, and I don't think you have a problem with me saying this, we're more conservative. Those who are more liberal or more Democrat seem to really just hang their emotions out there. And, and it almost feels like to me, and I'm not a psychologist, you can correct me here, but it feels like to me they're doing that to make sure I see it and that I react to it and that I somehow give in to whatever it is that's stressing them out. Is there anything to that? Are the sides that different? I mean, from what I've noticed, certainly anecdotally, I would say so. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that that Democrats um, and, and liberals in general tend to respond more emotionally to to bad things that happen. And I think that they tend to vote based on their emotions um, and what feels right. Right. Um, which is, I also think, why they have a tendency to, to feel the way that they do on. I don't want to call them softer issues, but but issues that don't maybe impact the masses as much like LGBTQ issues, right. transgender issues, right? So stuff like that. 
um, you know, abortion issues. Whereas I do think that conservatives tend to to look at the the data and the facts because we tend to be a little bit more concerned with things like statistics, like yes. the crime rates and inflation and what the economy looks like and how much we're paying for gas. So um, I that's why I think in general, maybe conservatives tend to not be as emotional. I mean, I think that we look at the numbers and then we think, okay, what's the alternative way of getting this done? You could not be more right. It's what I do on my show every day. We try to have some fun, try to entertain, try to keep people company. But when it comes down to the facts, I'll show them. Well, this is why their crime is a problem. This is why inflation is what it is. This is why what Biden said wasn't true. And and, and I always think that that's going to permeate, but sometimes it doesn't. Can somebody's emotion completely override fact? Oh, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. I mean, it. We right, we have two hemispheres of our brain, the yeah. left and the right hemisphere, and the left side of our brain tends to be the more logical side of the brain, and the right side of the brain tends to be the the more um, artistic or emotional side of the brain. And in an ideal world, both sides of the brain, they communicate back and forth, which allows us to make good decisions in everyday life and, and, and live. Um, but a lot of times, if we're under a lot of stress, um, if we experience some type of trauma, um, then we tend to be a little bit more emotional in our responses and yeah. like the ability to just regulate is, is diminished. That's kind of amazing, isn't it? Because you can literally show them two plus two is four and they might scream and pull their hair out saying it's gotta be five or six. You know, uh, I feel like it's five or six. So I'm so with you on what you're saying there. So let's, let's hone it into today, which is election day. Will today be a huge relief? Will today be finally we got there? And again, you and I just talked about not getting the text messages from stranger, you know, a big long, I guess a big long picture and, and survey. And it was for a guy that I, that I already voted for. And I was still angry about it. Uh, it's almost like a violation. W- will things be normal at all tomorrow? And if not tomorrow, because like in Arizona, we're not going to know where, where you are, we, you know what the result is for a few days. Pennsylvania might be a week after we get through all that and the, and, and the dust settles. Will we finally feel a psychological sense of relief? Um, I hope, I hope you and I do. Oh, yeah, I do too. <laughs> um, somebody will, I, th- I think so. Um, I, I certainly hope so. Like once this is all said and done, but then the thing is, is that we deal with this every two years, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's, so it's, it's 2022 now, but then there's going to be a presidential election in 2024 and we're going to deal with this all over again. And like, at some point, I just think that as a country, we need to come to terms with like, it doesn't have to be so crazy all the time. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't. But but how do we stop that though? Because we're, as you said, it's being thrust in our face constantly. We can't really put the phone down for good. We can't really never look at the TV. I guess. I guess we could. We could survive and not do that. But for what you and I do for a living, we wouldn't get any work. You know, we we have to be in contact and have communication abilities. And they know that. And then we're inundated with it. By the way, it's Dr. Katie Kuhlman. Go to drkuhlman dot com. Um, I, I think very very good, a very sensible, very rational you know answer so far. But I think there are some people that are so fringe that you're going to see them freak out because what's going to happen on the 15th? It sounds like, or the 14th or 15th, Trump is going to announce he's, he's running again. So does that, Katie, does that mean two more years of this crazy pulling our hair out? Yes, it does. <laughs> it does. All right, thanks. Have a uh, good day. It, <laughs> <laughs> it, right. If, I, it, go yes, ahead. If Trump announces that he's running, running again, which I, I think most people believe he's going to make that announcement, yeah. um, there's going to be a lot of people who are, either incredibly excited um, and ready to just like throw down and, and go all in. And there's going to be a lot of people that are really upset and, and disagree with it. And it's going to just create all of this upheaval um, once again. And because he's, you know, p- perhaps making this announcement um, so early, 
it's going to be a, it's going to be a long roller coaster. And so it's really up to us, I think, to just like manage ourselves so that we don't go crazy. It's Dr. Katie Kuhlman. Let me ask you about the actual election that's happening as we're speaking. Again, you're in Arizona. In Arizona, we already know in Maricopa County, the most populous county, that's where Phoenix is. Uh, we already know that, that one where fifth. Where I am. Oh, is that where you are as well? So I there you am. go. Yes. It, it, forget about how populated it is. Katie's there, for God's sakes. So um, um, when you go and vote, allegedly, actually not even allegedly, the, the election officials in that county have come out and said, hey, things are going great, but there is one thing we want to report. One-fifth of the votes, 20% of the votes, are not being tabulated correctly. We're working on it. We're going to fix it. Don't worry. Everything's good. Everything's on the up and up. Then you've got Carrie Lake, who's running for governor that you already mentioned, good friend of mine, who came out and did sort of an impromptu press conference where she said, I had to leave my voting place and go to a different precinct just to make sure my vote counted. And her advice is stay in line. Now, Katie, many people have planned, like you said, Republicans tend to go on election day and vote on election day. They planned this out. I'm going to take a couple hours, go and vote, get this done. And they're waiting in line for an hour, two hours, three hours, knowing that their vote, some of their votes aren't being tabulated. That's got to work in your psyche too, no? Well, yeah. And especially after what happened here during the presidential election. And a lot right? happened and, there. It's documented. You're not even you know, mm-hmm. speculating. It really did. Go ahead. It, it, it really did happen. Well, and, and even in the primaries, um, just a county just south of us in Pinal County, which uh, as you, Sheriff Lamb is the sheriff in Pinal County, but they had issues there and they're voting um, during the uh, primary elections where there were not enough ballots. And so the problem is this is that like even even if it's not factual, anybody who's conservative and voting in this election in Maricopa County right now feels like there's something going on behind the scenes. Like this is some kind of ploy, I think, to to take away their vote. And while that may not be the case, right, glitches happen, you know, you have to wonder how are they not prepared for this? They right. know that there's going to be an influx of voters. Um, is the idea that they're that these voters are going to be sent away and and end up just saying, you know what, I think I'm just not going to vote today. Is that the goal? I think that that's that's what people are thinking. I don't think that that's the actual intention behind right. it. I that's it's it's far too sinister given the fact that all eyes are i think you know on maricopa county during this election i think without a doubt all eyes are on maricopa county because there were some major issues in 2020 and i'm glad we had carrie lake call in earlier and it was great to talk to uh, to dr cool i'm going to put the entire interview up later uh up on rumble and i want you to go and check that out because she has some great insight might run some more of it tomorrow because it talks about what we do now that the election is over but i want to hit a break here uh, Carrie, before we hit the break, you want to do numbers now or when we come back? Oh, uh, well, I have them now if you're ready. Yeah, let's knock them out. What do you have? Okay, we have some projections. Fox News is projecting Sarah Huckabee Sanders has won the governor's race in Arkansas. Uh, Democrat Governor Pritzker has been reelected as governor of Illinois. Boom. Fox News projecting uh, once again incumbent Governor Ron DeSantis will be reelected, as will Marco Rubio in that Florida Senate race. In the Texas governor's race, 25% in. We have Governor Greg Abbott at 51%, Beto O'Rourke at 47%. Uh, the Michigan governor's race, Yikes. Democrat Whitmer, 58%, Republican Dixon at 40%, and that's with only 4% in. And the Pennsylvania Senate race, 7% in right now. We have Democrat Fetterman leading Oz 79 to 18%.
That's just stupid. Seventy-nine. It's not seventy-nine to eighteen. You know what I mean? I know. Where they, where, yeah. You know, and it's going to change a lot. If it changes before the top of the hour, Carrie will give you the very latest update. May get some call-ins from the campaign trail. It depends. I know that Ron DeSantis is about to come out and speak at his party. They are now calling it a victory party in Florida. Uh, we just got an update from Brianna Morello. I'm not going to be able to go back to her because she's inside, or we can't get the shot. But that's the update there. It no longer is a celebration party. It is now, in fact, a victory party because again, it's projected that a Hill win and Rubio will win. Time for a few of your phone calls, your thoughts, your concerns. The midterm is finally here. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. We're coming right back. This is the Joe Pags Show. Great to have you the Joe Pag Show, Election Day. Midterms are finally here. We're huge fans of this guy pulling for him big time in Pennsylvania. It's Doug Mastriano on the hotline. Doug, how are you? Thanks, Joe, for having me on. We're hearing from a lot of the Republican counties of record turnout exceeding 2020. So if that indeed that trend continues, uh, we're going to have a good victory. Well, Doug, are we going to have to wait a week to find out the results? I mean, I'm hearing that they might accept, a, they might count ballots for a week. Is that true? Man, I know. I heard from our acting secretary of state that they're trying to play this game here. Uh, there's no reason why it should take that long, because in the General Assembly, we passed the bill. They can start counting the ballots uh, at 7 o'clock this morning. So the excuse that they needed more time to canvas the ballots there is just absurd. DougForGov.com is his website. It's Doug Mastriano running for uh, governor of the great state of uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Doug, I know we talked about this a few days ago, the excitement in Pennsylvania that you've seen at your rallies, the excitement that you've seen from people that are just coming up to you on the street is night and day compared to the, the lackluster response to Shapiro. Um, but I'm afraid, of, I, I can be honest with you, I don't live there, but I'm afraid of Pennsylvania because there were shenanigans going on in 2020. People couldn't get close enough to observe. Do we have more Republican observers? Is it more even keel this time? Yeah, so I'm told that in 2020, only 5 to 10% of the polls had actual trained Republican poll watchers. Uh, this time, we worked our tails off trying to follow the Yonkin model in Virginia, and we had at least 80% of the polls covered. We have all the priority polls, first, second, and third uh, tier polls are manned by Republicans. So, yes, it's happening. Uh, we made minor progress in some voting reform. Obviously, the good good stuff, uh, Governor Wolf vetoed our Democrat failed governor. But uh, I, I think it's going to be a better election. There start, still are issues out there, though. Well, well, there are. There are a lot of issues out there. Is the key issue crime in this one? And are people ready for safety now? Yes. Southeast Philly area, uh, crime is by far number one. Uh, rest of the state, inflation and, and cost of living. It's just killing people. Joe Biden, energy prices. Uh, this talk from uh, the Marie Antoinette of the Democrat Party, you know, for Thanksgiving, you know, eat less food. I mean, these people are sick and so Pennsylvania is looking for a change. It is uh, Doug Mastriano running for governor. I, I appreciate you giving us a couple of minutes. Doug, just just uh, nutshell it for me. How are you feeling going into tonight? I know it looks like the Republican turnout was better. Do we know how the Democrat turnout was? And do you feel like you might find something out tonight or not? Yeah, I, I think our, well, this is my expectation anyway, you know, who knows. But my expectation is we'll have such an overwhelming show up in the Republican counties and underwhelming in the Democrat counties. Uh, they're, they're voting their mail-by-vote uh, tally was way down what they expected. So I'm, I'm anticipating a decision late this evening or early tomorrow morning. That really is telltale, isn't it? Here in Texas, the early voting was down as well, but that means that the Democrats weren't very excited. That's right. Yeah, what are you going to vote on? You know, More inflation, higher gas prices, 
I mean, my opponent's fixated on abortion, and he's not talking about any of the kitchen table issues like crime and law and order. You know, a thousand carjackings in Philly. Uh, the the uh, minority population in Philly is particularly being, you know, uh, harmed and damaged by the, the atrocities of crime. And, and Shapiro, who's the attorney general, has done nothing. So there is no enthusiasm for him. He, he's he's just a he's a cutout Democrat. He's very radical. He's very extreme, and I don't think he's going to have any chance. Doug, I pray that you bring this thing home. It's Doug Mastriano, Doug4Gov.com, great state of Pennsylvania. Thanks, my friend. Let's talk soon. Thank you, Joe. God bless you. Yeah, God bless. We appreciate you. Doug calling in on the hotline. We gave the hotline. Carrie, we gave the hotline out to like anybody we could think of today. That's pretty and awesome. And as they're calling in, yeah. we're just stopping whatever we're doing and just throwing them right on. Uh, what, what's also pretty awesome is your coverage. And a lot of these stations, by the way, because people are asking me, are you going to stay on late tonight on Twitch and also on the radio stations? No. But most of our radio stations on the Joe Pags Network will continue with election coverage. Don't touch the dial. Stay right where you are. Uh, what's the latest that you have? Anything new? Yeah, I wanted to mention the Ohio Senate race. Uh, 33%. That's one people are closing. Very, 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 very close watch. Yeah, 33%. And we have Democrat Ryan at 54%. The Republican Vance at 45%. Uh, Texas governor's race. Uh, incumbent Republican Governor Greg Abbott has 52%. Beto O'Rourke has 46%. That's with 29% percent in and the pennsylvania senate race eight percent only but we've got democrat fetterman at 75 percent and republican dr oz at 22 percent i mean again that one's just dumb you know what i mean that's not why even why even why even say those numbers when you know that's not really I happening? I don't know. Yeah, and even like i said eight percent's in fox news is saying you know it's too it's too close to call but right now, Fetterman's leading 75 to 22%. So obviously, those numbers are going to change yeah. a lot tonight. That's just dumb. All right. Um, uh, Brianna Morella, who is at the victory party for Ron DeSantis, and I don't know if Rubio's going to be there too, sent me this video. Those of you watching will see this for the first time. What we're looking at is a room in Tampa, and, uh, and it's packed. It is jam-packed with people. They've got coverage live. Uh, it looks like Fox is up on the screen. But, I mean, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people in this room who are anticipating Ron DeSantis coming out and speaking. And uh, I know that she, she was going to come back on with us, but she can't because the position that she's in right now, if she leaves, she won't get that position back to see him speaking. But this is, listen, I'm telling you, this compared to 2020, you're seeing something very, very different here. There's a different excitement, whereas, you know, the Democrats many times have the excitement, and that's not what we're seeing right now. We're seeing excitement for the Republicans, and those early voting numbers I really think are telltale. Carrie, anything late? Before we get out of here, we're out of here in a few seconds. Um, I can do what Fox News is projecting. Again, again, Sarah Huckabee Sanders has won the governor's race in Arkansas. Again, you mentioned Ron DeSantis, also Marco Rubio uh, for Florida. And the uh, Democratic incumbent governor, uh, Governor Pritzker, has won again in Illinois. Boo on that one. All right, Kerry, great job tonight. Polo, I appreciate you. Thank you, Sam. Way to get it done. Uh, we and Monica got it done a lot, too, tonight. We try to bring you the best coverage we could. Opened up a lot of availabilities for live, of either video or audio coming in. We're going to keep it right here on this radio station so that you can continue to get updates all night. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.